presented by the writers and illustrators of the future. They've been providing a means for new and budding writers to have a chance for the creative efforts to be seen and acknowledged. Chatting with Sherry welcomes award-winning illustrator Andre Mata. I'm really happy to have him aboard. We're going to talk about art and inspiration and how he started as an illustrator and how he won illustrators of the future. Here's Andre. Hi, Andre. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Um, it's really, I, I am looking forward to chatting with you. Thank you. Uh, me too. Thank you for inviting me. Um, uh, could you tell the audience where you are and what your weather is like? <laughs> uh, right now, I'm in Portugal at Povo de Santeria, and uh, it's quite warm here. Um, so the days are getting hotter. Uh, it's nighttime after 9, 9.35 actually, and uh, I'm, I'm at home right now. That's good. Um, yeah, is it really hot there? Uh, yeah, it is a bit. It's it's a bit stuffy and and hot, um, and it's getting warmer uh, and warmer. Especially uh, the, this next week. Uh, actually, this week is, is, is there's going to be a rise in the temperature, and uh, we've been warned in the news that there's going to be a a, a climb in in the, in the temperature. We have to uh, be more careful about that. Yeah, because um, especially f uh, for uh, children and older people, because it really affects them. Yeah, it does. Um, so I, I always like to start with uh, a little information. Could you tell a little bit about yourself, like how you started in art? Um, what was your inspiration to start doing art? Well, I actually started drawing uh, uh, very young, like every child. Uh, I was I started drawing um, characters from Disney, from 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 the comics that I had. I had a large comic book uh, with stories. I I was doing drawings from movies like Aladdin and and The Lion King and stuff like that. Uh, but I was about uh, I was very young at the time. I never actually considered doing art for a living, or it was just a hobby that I had and I enjoyed it. Um, I pretty much copied the characters, but I had a hard time really imagining, imagining them and drawing them uh, purely out of imagination. Um, but eventually uh, I was interested in it. Um, I also had an interest in, as a child in, in uh, video games and, and movies. I loved movies. Uh, I, w I went through that period in the 90s where there were those point-and-click adventure games. I loved that. It, there was a story, there was um, characters, scenarios, uh, colors. I don't know. It, it just really, uh, really impressed me as a kid. And uh, when I went to high school, I started, uh, I went to art, I did art, but um, at the time I re really never considered doing it that as a profession. It was just something that I liked and enjoyed and I wanted to, uh, it was the only option for me. Um, but uh, eventually I, I didn't follow through, I, I ended going to um, uh, the Air Force uh, when I finished high school. And I was there for five years, 
and uh, it didn't went well for me. I didn't enjoy it. Um, and at the time, I was uh, I started to get an interest in in reading and and stories and stuff like that. And I started uh, going online looking for information about the artists and the covers and more information on how to do that. And eventually, I left because uh, I didn't enjoy that. I went to the university in the UK. I came back, finished the degree, and um, I started doing illustrations by myself. And my main inspiration, I, I have to say that it was the stories that I was reading at the time when I was uh, in my w uh, working at the Air Force because they were so compelling and I simply loved the covers. The covers for me were really um, impressive. And the storytelling is everything that I'm about, pretty much. Uh, the colors, the characters, the scenarios, the storytelling, that's where my inspiration comes from. I think it's really interesting. Have you ever noticed the difference in book illustrations in different countries? Yeah, I, there is definitely differences in that. Um, and you can tell just, for example, here there is not, there, there isn't that really care and attention to uh, a high craft, for example, in doing characters like realism. You just don't see that here in my country. Not usually. It's very rare to see that in book covers. It's usually more stylized, more simplified in a way. There's, uh, f from, my, from my point of view, there is an aesthetic uh, regarding line use of line and then coloring with usually watercolor or doing digital uh, washes uh, over the, those those uh, those drawings but it's not it's very rarely something realistically and uh, where where you have a, a manipulation of the of the paint and and the pigment it's it's a different kind of aesthetic that you see for example in America even in the UK there is I I noticed that when I was there that they have a very um, big uh, focus on typography and um, for example the, the kind of work that is more graphic uh, is from my point of view um, not different very different it's uh, not as um, uh, colorful as illustration that you see in America which I was very much influenced by. Yeah, it's very interesting. I, I remember, I'm a big Agatha Christie fan, and I remember reading in her um, autobiography, she was talking about uh, there was an architect at one of her husband's archaeological sites, and she didn't realize what an artist he was until he started drawing uh, one of the uh, young people that was at the site. And and he ended up drawing a cover for one of her books because he just loved the way he drew. Uh, <laughs> you never know how you're going to get a job. <laughs> that's right. That's that's a very interesting uh, story. It's actually interesting because when I was at university, um, there wasn't much emphasis on uh, drawing. Um, for example, in having classes about drawing, there were no painting classes whatsoever. So what I would do in order to um, complement the fact that I didn't have enough drawing is that I would start drawing my colleagues and my teachers. Every time I had class, I always had a sketchbook with me. So I was always drawing from observation or from imagination as much as I could because 
that was lacking and I felt that so I I took measures and I t took uh, an initiative to um, draw as much as I could all the time. I think that's a really interesting, so you really made your own class. Yeah, because they were voluntaries, well not voluntaries, but I used them as uh, models without them knowing or wanting you. Uh, they, they didn't bother that I was drawing them all the time, but uh, it's it's a good thing to draw because they wouldn't pose as well. They would just they would be normally uh, sitting down or talking, and I would just draw them. It's more challenging, but I think it's a great class if you do that. It's a great experience, certainly. I think I kind of have something like that as a writer. Uh, I pick up my the way people talk, different people have different ways of uh, expressing themselves to each other. Like uh, adults are, speak in one way and kids speak in another way. And sometimes when I'm stuck for dialogue and I'm out and I hear like children talking, and, and I'm talking about teenagers, they have their own language. I didn't even understand half of what they were saying, but I was kind of writing it all down. And then I went to one of my friends with kids and said, hey, can you have your, your friend transcribe this for me? I mean, your your son transcribe this for me? Because it was all, I didn't understand what they were talking about. But I needed that because uh, it's a whole, it makes it more real if you have real people talking. So it's probably the same with your art. You're, even though they're not posing, you're getting reality from yeah, taking true. the stuff that people are actually doing. That's true, and they have uh, personal ways of sitting down, natural. Uh, that uh, it's unique to each person, and uh, that's a good thing. Actually, for storytelling and illustration, if you pick those uh, moments, and you, I think that if you do that all the time, I think it will translate in the in your personal work, personal work, and it will enrich the storytelling of the image. Mhm. Mm oh yeah, absolutely. I think I. I think that's interesting that everybody has their own way of sitting down. It's a, it, I, I guess, as opposed to that, that they have their own way of standing up too. Yeah, that's true. And walking and talking, uh, it's all different. That that must be really interesting. I never really thought of that. Um, I, because I, um, I, I, I mean, age-wise, I can see that. But you said each person has that. So you have to actually really have a good eye to pick that up. You must have a great eye. <laughs> I'm okay. I think I'm okay. Uh, I was doing it because I needed to draw more and I didn't have enough classes. And it's it's a skill and challenge that when I'm doing my own illustration, it becomes easier. Uh, because doing live drawing and people are not posing, it's much harder. You have to rely on both observation, memory, and a bit of imagination to fill the gaps in the drawing. If people move or go away, that's what I would do. If they were not there anymore, I would just do the rest of the drawing or make it up. So it was a good, a good exercise. Uh, and that way I would try to improve and keep my drawing skills as best as I could. I wonder, as an artist, do you do the same thing a writer does? And when you watch people, you know, just people watch, do you make up stories in your head about what they're doing? In 
my illustration, certainly that's how I did when I submitted my work for uh, the writers and illustrators of the future. I actually wrote down a short story that would explain the illustration that I was doing. That was mainly for myself because I could uh, hold on to that and everything in illustration would be easier and make sense. So I did that for each of the, the paintings that I submitted there. So certainly there is a story behind it. That's really cool. That is super cool. And I think it really helps to do that. It just makes it more believable. And that, that's illustration. It's storytelling. It's narrative, at least to me. It is narrative. I mean, it's just like, um, that's one of the reasons I love art. I love to go to a gallery and look at paintings and, and drawings from different eras and, and the different styles and and to me, my head is full of different stories just by looking at the paintings and stuff. Um, even by really famous artists, I have a whole scenario in my head about what Monet was thinking when he did that entire thing with the lilies in the uh, water pond. I have this whole scenario of what he was doing at the time and what was going on in that area. <laughs> it just... I have my own weird way. Um, do you do that when you're, like, um, looking at other people's art? Oh, I try, yeah. There, there, usually I try to understand the story if there are no, um, not, if there is nothing explaining it. Uh, I, I look at the work at uh, different ways, the way they did it, how they managed the color, the shape, the design, how the character is posing. Is there a story behind it? What The expression, what are they doing, and the movement of the figures, the shapes, all of that, the background, landscape how they used the brush, how they applied it. I try to look at it at a number of different ways. But the, the, the first thing that I just don't think about is, do I like it or not? That's what really attracts me. Then I think about the rest. What do you, when you're out, when I'm trying to say, what inspires you? Um, do you get like, you, like get frozen in place when you see something that is interesting and you just start drawing or how do you go about it um, or, or, or like or if you're at a park and you watch a bunch of children playing will that inspire you do you come up with a story in your head for it well usually I'm if I'm captured by something outside it's usually about the light and color or the yeah that could that could be a story but usually um, an effect that uh, I really like and I try to commit that to memory. Usually if I have uh, a sketchbook, I can translate that with color because I don't usually carry color around. I just have a pencil or a pen. But if there is a shape that I like for a future story or a, a hint of a story, I will just note it down very quickly. Maybe a few words and a few marks to remember later. It's just enough to eventually come back to it. Do you, um, okay, this is a really strange question, but I recently found out about a, a couple of very famous writers who their notebooks weren't exactly what I thought they would be. They had their personal life in it and, like, um, bits of dialogue and then other stuff. And, it's, like, it's really not orderly. Is your notebooks orderly? Do you know exactly what everything is, or is it just 
all over the place. <laughs> I have books for different things. I have books for, for drawing from observation, books where I develop my own ideas, and books where I just draw from imagination or from memories. Those are usually exercises. And then when I have ideas for future illustrations, I actually take those ideas from those books, those books, it could be any one of them, and then I put them on, on the, um, separate uh, sheets of paper where I could just clip them on with uh, developments uh, of other drawings for that same idea. And in those uh, sheets of paper where there are those drawings, I frequently make stories or put words down, usually comments, usually names, or an explanation for the story, or something that could explain the idea or the illustration. And then when I, I because I usually have several ideas going on at the same time, I just don't resolve an idea at once, usually. At least lately, I haven't been doing that. So I have those notes that really force me to remember. I don't really need them to, to remember, but it just really stay, puts down the story, and that's a big, big deal for me. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. I think that's cool. Because that way I can have it organized uh, for different projects that I have. And it's always there. I just can go back to that idea that day or two days later. And I always have something new to add. Yeah, I have like, I usually have about four, three or four stories going at once. So I can imagine you having several art pieces at one time. Because your mind isn't like that. I mean, it's not like a vacuum. Your your mind goes in different directions. So that makes a lot, lot more sense to me. Yeah, it does. It goes in, in very, very, very different directions. And uh, sometimes I just put the ideas down, and eventually I come to a point where I just don't have anything, anything to add at the moment. But later, there's always something. There's always something that's because um, I... Later, I'm exposed to other feelings, ideas, or stories, or uh, I can remember something. It, it's different, and it, it helps uh, to just write it down, do the drawings, and then come back later with a fresh eye, a fresh mind, new, uh, new stuff in my head. Isn't it interesting that you can take something and write it, or draw it, or create it in whatever way, and then you get stuck? And it's it's I think it's so much easier just to put it aside and work on other stuff than to concentrate so hard that you're just not going to get anything out of it. I think it's much better to do it the way you do it. I have done it the opposite way actually, but uh, I could just keep working on it and and do a bit of research and, and come back to it. I just keep developing it, but usually the ideas may not be so well. If I, if I don't have a really um, good idea or good vision, clear vision of what I'm doing at the moment, um, it might not be so good. So I, just, I think it's better to just leave it aside uh, for just uh, a few moments or a few hours or a day or two and come back to it. I think it's because life has a way of putting things in your path that will inspire you. I think that's, that's why. True. That's true. I mean, and also your life does. I mean, things that are happening in your life or maturity or whatever, different things. It's not just life itself. It's everything. 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> you never know where inspiration is going to come from. It can be anything. Yeah, that's right. What was the thing that inspired you to do the uh, drawing that um, that got you the um, you know into writers? Uh, I mean, sorry, illustrators of the future. Oh, I was just thinking of stories that I would like uh, an imagery that would appeal to me. So I, one of the things that I had in mind when I submitted was to have different thing, different stories and different scenarios. One of them was uh, underwater, the other one was uh, uh, in space, and the other one was just um, uh, filled with characters that were reacting around an object. Something that would be funny and interesting to me, something that I could relate to. For example, I did uh, one illustration where I had uh, uh, five uh, ape-like uh, aliens that were around the Game Boy for, from the 90s. <laughs> and I, yeah, I created a story that this alien race came to Earth in, in order to, to, to invade it. They were looking for a new type of bananas that, uh, that would have a better quality. And eventually they found this Game Boy from the 90s and they got so distracted with it that they forgot to do their job. So they're all around this, this little thing playing and so admired. And I thought of different reactions for each character. They, they all have a different personalities. One of them is the leader, the other is the, the right hand or the lieutenant. And then you have uh, another one who is a kind of a scientist. I tried to inject in those characters their personality and try to tell a story. Cool. And, and which one was the one that was selected? I don't know which one was selected because I submitted three, and I don't know I don't know which one made me uh, win the, the contest. But I think it was all three, uh, all three of them. Um, so I can't really be sure. But I think that the the one with the characters, I think it's the most appealing for everyone. And um, do you? Um do you know when, are you going to the um, banquet and the classes and all that stuff? Or is workshop, it a, a workshop? workshop and the gala, yeah, yeah, I, I'm going. Okay. It's in uh, October. Okay, and um, so that's when you're going to find out everything, right? Yeah, that, that, but, um, that's the workshop and, and the gala, the final gala. There's going to be a new competition. It's the Brush Pen Awards. Uh, that's going to bring every illustrator that won last year into one big final competition. And we all did a new illustration for one of the stories that won, for each of the stories that won last year, and no one has seen those illustrations. Uh, so uh, it's a new competition. It's a different event. Oh, that's cool. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. And do you have a top secret one that you sent in already? I did send them uh, an illustration that we are all commissioned to do an illustration for their stories that that one last year it was art directed and uh, I sent them and it's it's secret because I can't well I can I can't show it because no one has seen it I don't think the judges have seen it yet so it's so, so uh, until now uh, it's kind of a secret <laughs> that's fun so it will be shown at the gala, I think. So are you looking forward to going to it? And um, 
how do you feel about, um, you know, doing this uh, new adventure? Um, I, I'm actually a bit anxious to go. Uh, it's it's a long journey. It's it, I've never been to to United States, to America, uh, and going to LA to Hollywood. I it's, I think it's a big big deal because uh, it's not it's rare for me. I've never done anything like this. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be great. It's going to be a big event. Uh, a lot of fun. I hope, and uh, I hope to learn and and meet new people. That's really cool. Really cool. Yeah. Um, as a person who grew up in LA, you're gonna enjoy it. It's fun. I hope so. Because um, I'm sure that they're only gonna let you go see the best parts. And this, oh, if you have time, go to Griffith Observatory. It is the best. I love that place. All right. <laughs> That's one. Of, write that down if you have more time. <laughs> It's, it's just such a fun place, and they have great um, exhibits, and they have, like, a solarium where you get to see. They they have astronomy shows, but they also have light shows, um, and then you can go on top and actually look through the working telescope. It's just super cool. <laughs> that sounds great. Um, because I know you're a, fa uh, a fellow astronomer uh, fan, so. <laughs> I'm a fan. Um, so, uh, I just wanted to congratulate you. Um, Thank you. Very much. Um, and uh, I wanted to ask you: um, Do you have any other plans? Uh, do you have anything that's coming up that the audience might be interested in? Well, um, at the time, I'm, I'm still working on my portfolio to improve. There are a lot of things that I have to, to, to get better at. I'm still going to be publishing online. Um, I've had some connections with the industry uh, in order to, to do some illustrations. Not much, because I, I'm still very recent at this. But there was an invitation to do a, a workshop at the Science Festival later this year. Actually, it's a week before going to Hollywood. Wow. Cool. Yeah, it, that was a big surprise for me because when I was uh, contacted by email, I thought someone was going to commission me an, an illustration. And when I found out it's, it's to, to give a workshop on science fiction, science fiction illustration, and that was a big surprise for me. That is such a great thing. Congratulations. Yeah, really thank you. cool. Thank you. And, um, okay, so... Do you know what book that uh, your illustrations are going to be in? It's the volume 37 of the Writers and Illustrators, Writers and Illustrators of the Future. Um, it's going to come out, I think it's uh, in November, 12th of November. I can't be sure right now, but um, uh, it's around that time, I think. Great. Um, I, and um, do you have a website? I do have a website. Um, but uh, I still have to um, work out the domain. Um, if you want it, I can spell it out for you. Yeah, please, for the audience, so they can uh, look uh, at your stuff. Well, you can look me up on Instagram or Facebook just by my name, uh, Andre Mata Art. Uh, but the website is www. 
A-M-A-T-A, illustration.wixsite.com slash portfolio. It's still a long uh, website, but uh, later I will work it out and uh, just have my name on it. Cool. But you can still find me easily on Instagram or Facebook and uh, even, on, even online if you would just type my name uh, and, and Andre Mata Art or Illustrator, it's easy to find. Great. Um, and um, do you have uh, any other social media? Are you on Twitter or any of the others? I am on Twitter. I am on ArtStation and several other platforms. But lately, I've just been focused more on the Instagram okay. and, um, and Facebook. More on Instagram. Okay. Well, I love Instagram, so that's cool. And could you I, repeat? Could you repeat your Instagram one one more time? Because you said it really fast. Let me see, so that I don't miss it. So it's my name, Andremate dot art. Okay. And it's the same on Facebook. Your page is the same as the one for Instagram. Uh, yeah, without the dot. Okay. Yeah. It's the same. <laughs> okay. No dot. Or my name. <laughs> see if you can find it. Okay. All right. Um, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. Thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you. And thank you for chatting with Sherry. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high-fiver. I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.